I blocked him, production from Echoplex. Monkey spanking, I've been voodoo lounging up outside the blanket Back to the fact that I relax, I'm more wild than a child Up in Michael Jack's lap, now you're envious of what? These big old nuts, one bust dust, the other pump rust or With the audible smoke, signal rock, flick a bust Time to shine around them ladies, I be like, oh, Why the downtown clubs keep taking my dust? A chicken as she cross the road because she goes Wherever she clucks, and late at night y'all can cry for a miracle Dance around the flames, let a shadow beat ritual Arrive my mechanical snail All the way to hell and while we're on the way Can we stop off at the brass rail? Why so I could blow the rest of my man? A girl's a shake tail Cause you know it never fell On the wrong station, fucking deuce. Sleep deprivation, we can When we die, now let's all get high. Fucking deuce. Sleep deprivation got me on the wrong style, rocking on the wrong station. Fucking deuce. Sleep deprivation, we can sleep. When we die, now let's all get high. In the wind in the city of sharks And with the broken hearts And then the rap race Falling on your fat face Out of place, babe Area, mass hysteria Bad taste Microclimate The streets of Oakland It won't stay silent Got me split wide open Jumping off the golden gate Into the ocean Cause I can't relate To all my people in the city San Jose All the way to the real nitty gritty It's a tough titty Make my attitude shitty But fuck your pity All my peoples are your me Where you at? Stone and eat Wholehearted, retarded artifacts Rocking on the wrong station, fucking juice. Sleep deprivation, we can sleep when we die. Now let's all get high. Fucking juice. Sleep deprivation got me on the wrong style. Rocking on the wrong station, fucking juice. Sleep deprivation, we can sleep when we die. Now let's all get high. Sleep Deprivation by San Jose's 
very own FTB. Let's fuck the band. And you're here on Down Ballot. What's up, Councilman? Oh, I think... Doing do well, sir. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. I was adjusting my mic, so I had turned it down for a bit so I didn't disturb our listener and uh, viewer. Uh, oh, very good. no. I have... I have controls on this end. You don't have to turn it all off. In fact, I prefer oh, it nice. if it's on because then I can oh. see like activity from it and shit on all my little readouts here. So I know oh, that you beautiful. do have sound. Beautiful. Yeah. Always out of focus, constantly on point. Um, very good to see you as always. How was your week? Good. Good. I had a good week. I got, I got kicked off of Facebook. Then I got put back, back I got put back on Facebook. Oh, that's very convenient, I guess. Um, Zuckerberg being a little schizophrenic this week, I guess. <clears throat> I mean, it's actually bad to kick someone off of your website for being a source for someone's article about them. So, it's yeah, probably not a good idea. It looks like they're trying to censor you, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So, thanks to the people at Five Thirty Eight for writing a little, little, little message to them. Thank you. Oh, props, props yeah. to them. Uh, it was just like, hey, why did you blo- why did you kick my source off of your website? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you're reinstated to uh, continue to disrupt the you know, minds of young children and uh, you know all the oh none of that people that, that are on Facebook. I'm trying to do that. Actually, it's just that there's some of my friends that won't leave Facebook, you know. And so if I want to have Messenger with them, I don't even have their phone numbers anymore, which I'm endeavoring to change. Right. I mean, but, I, I know some people keep Messenger around just because they don't they just don't want to pay for texting or whatever, so they they use Messenger. So. And funny enough, it's impossible to get everyone to use Discord. Imagine that. Um, although I I will say that uh, I had almost forgotten. That's why I was a little late tonight. I uh, almost forgotten we're on OBX Ninja. So, uh, major major props and shout out to them. Yeah, the, the 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 quality of the videos up and also just like the flexibility of it and each the best thing about it is like if there's five people in a room, I get a link for each one of them that I can put in and then I can move their individual cameras around and shit. Oh sweet. Very so, nice. Not, so I'm not, not like, as much control with, I'm uh, not, with Discord. I'm not a slave to whatever layout or whatever order they try to put put the people in or whatever. Sure. Well good. Well I'm glad I'm glad we found a a, a platform that uh is appealing to all and especially to you since you're the one running the dials so yeah i mean it does exactly what i want i showed it to hk and showed him the control panel and he goes you know if i was going to write you something to do exactly what you want it would do this, this. Would be it he's well, like it might, him a bunch of time he's like it might look different but it would do this and i'm so <laughs> yeah shout out to the people over at obs ninja if you're a streamer out there and you have panel shows or even just remote guests you might want to give check it out uh, the website looks a little uh, kind of old and weird when you first get to it and it's not um immediately apparent what one would do as a streamer so you can hit me up I'd be happy to kind of show you around, show you what it does. Um, while we're here, I just want to give a couple thanks to a couple guests we had this week, last week, last night for uh, the Thetans and Satans, the uh, cults and uh, cults and Satanic Panic. We had a GXG on. He uh, is here on Twitch's GXG platform. And then for the second half of uh, Conspiracy Bingo, I had a little interview discussion with uh, Doc Midnight. A bit of uh, he's a resident at a at a, at a hospital. He's a doctor and. Uh, we spoke a little bit about COVID, the vaccine rollout, the problems with that, the problems with misinformation, um, nice. problems even within his profession of people being slightly skeptical of, of this particular vaccine, stuff like that. It was a real good interview. Uh, it, it's available on Twitch replay and I'll also it'll go up on our website on the main feed. So, Excellent. Doc Midnight, meaning he works the midnight shift? I don't know. I didn't ask him what his name means. He was actually a camera shy and shit and like not exactly too, you know, I got the I got the impression real quick that uh because he's a resident at a hospital that maybe uh trying to ask him anything like identifying would have probably been bad. Yeah, I mean you don't want to uh, incur any sort of retaliation from his his boss. Um, not that they might be you know watching Twitch at any given time, but never know who hears about these things. We're getting a pretty broad audience now, so um, the, I know the good wife and I have to be a little bit. 
cautious of who we talk, <laughs> who, who we talk into uh, watching and listening. But at the same time, um, we love it that we get more and more people uh, coming oh, to, a, to see Down Ballot. This one's pretty tame. Down Ballot's fairly tame. There's not a whole lot going on here. Although, yeah, yeah, you might, it's not like it's the only. It would not like it would be the only thing that they would find if they found this episode of Down Ballot. There was there was definitely a, there have been some interviews and there have been some things that uh that are said in live live uh podcasting live streaming that you know it's out there <laughs> you say it and it's out there and you didn't necessarily think about the words that were coming out of your mouth at the time um so yeah if you if you want to go back i'll stand by anything i've ever said but if you want to go back or and or if you don't debate, stand by it you can go yeah that was stupid that's easy too uh, right right well i'll stand by the the sentiment at, at least if not if my word choice is sometimes a little bit off that's just my white privilege speaking um but i i will definitely stand behind every opinion i've taken um, especially at the time, because at the time it was probably a pretty valid opinion. Yeah. What are you sipping on? I'm sipping on this, uh, modern times fucking coffee stout. I, uh, so I have not had a beer in close to three, maybe four months. I want to say it's been a while. Um, it's part of, part of the, it was started out as part of the diet and then I just sort of got out of the habit of buying it. I desperately want a beer though. Um, this is a berry sparkling water. I'm very, I'm going very, uh, bougie on you. Although I will point out it's the Safeway select generic brand. So it's not like I'm buying the coca-cola 20 dollar sparkling water um but yeah no it's it's good and I, I do i i can partake of other things so i'll be doing that a little bit too i think i've got some some blackberry kush or something here in a in a vape pen that i can oh, fantastic that, I, I need to get saucy for this show so um sorry granddaddy perp there you go smoking some blackjack from uh that that darkling hookup the the up north hookup that, very nice that half that half ounce of good weed for 50 dollars hookup that's the one that's what i'm doing yeah we we burned through an ounce of that shit the good wife and i my, and myself in about three weeks or so i was pretty i think a pretty good burn rate did you get the last stuff the stuff that smelled like a uh, pink lemonade concentrate correct it was we had like the uh the very nice terp the uh sort of lemonine terpenes yeah. um was yeah, very I, like tasty. That, I like that stuff a lot it just it's literally smelled like when you first crack open like a pink lemonade concentrate when you were a kid like if it was yeah. a little melted from because you left it out a little bit oh not yeah of course oh, i definitely know that that's that's what that stuff <laughs> smelled like it was great vibe. oh absolutely it was like it's it's one of those smells that triggers that memory right of being a kid again um uh, but yeah no it was, it was very delicious so the props to uh um you know the the provider that's darkling in our chat name. Darkling, thank you so much, Darkling, for the for that lovely uh, uh, sampling. She's not here yet. She like sh only shows up for the night twitch. That's cool. We I, we take all comers here at Down Ballot. So Darkling um, knows better than to show up before about nine thirty if she wants the real crazy. <laughs> um, before we get into it, anything you want to announce about um, weekend shows coming up or uh, uh, anything on your mind? Uh, just some some uh, this weekend. I can just talk about what's going on this weekend around here, right? We got um yeah tomorrow. We got every saturday night every caturday night uh starting sometime a little before eight and going till a little before 10 we've been doing a little open panel um we i think i first did it because i was super excited about obs ninja and wanted to like show other people but we've we've had a pretty good time with it um a member of that's how i met uh doc midnight a member of his community joined the open panel to hang out with us and uh she mm. suggested that i talk to him we also had that's gxg platform we had known of him but he decided to come on uh, the open panel this past Sunday. And that's when we decided that he definitely needed to come on one of our shows. So super fun. <laughs> and you get to check out a new, um, a new service. If you're a streamer, <clears throat> OBS Ninja is great. And then, uh, Sunday we have the, uh, humanist community, Silicon Valley Sunday forum. I couldn't do it last week because my fucking internet was down like all morning last Sunday. 
So oh, well, we weren't able to broadcast it. Hopefully no weird shit happens this week. I don't know if there's a speaker or not. There probably is. Usually the speaker's pretty good. And uh, we like we like some of the people on there. Um, they're, they're older folks. They're super nice. And um, <clears throat> they're generally pretty appreciative. And they, you know, <clears throat> some sometimes things get a little spirited because there's a couple more libertarian-minded uh, older folks in there. So it's uh, pretty interesting. And of course, you know, Sunday, we got the big show at 7 p.m. Pacific. I think I might be having a Justin Freakin joining us uh, as one of the panelists for Sunday. Oh, swag. That's excellent. Um, yeah, and looking forward to being able to join um, Local Love as I'm available. Sorry about this last Tuesday. I was, uh, oh, no, I just hit people a... up to remind them that it's happening. That's also Saturday's open panel, too. So if, you're, if you guys are available Saturday, it's about content creation, podcasting, that kind of stuff. But cool. if, All right. As more people jump on, though, you know, it, things, things will go where they go. Nice. As long as we don't have people like arguing, like like debating politics or whatever on it, it's good because it's for the homies. <laughs> for the homies local and for the homies, the the broader homies are are people that we've made friends with through through content creation and whatnot. So no, it's great. I think it's it's fantastic that we're expanding our our panels and our our uh, you know our voices and our perspectives. So uh, props props to you. And speaking of additional perspectives, if I look off camera at all here, it's um, staring at my partner, our dog here decided to come in and sit with me and listen to the show tonight so if she has anything to say i'll certainly pass the mic oh good i'll also have to um, translate she looks pretty chill now though she's just uh yeah she's chewing on her toy all right well you want to get into it yeah what do we cool. got for leading um, off yeah leading off this week we actually have a story that literally hit the news tonight um so i don't know a whole lot about it other than we've got a clip here so uh hopefully it's still the same story <laughs> um but yeah we can just run it a stunning accusation now in the South Bay. A sheriff's deputy is accused of staging an attack. NBC's Damien Trujillo broke the story for us on Twitter this afternoon. Here are the details. Detectives arrested this man, Deputy Sukdeep Gill, saying that he made up the attack. Last January, Gill called for help, saying someone shot him on a road near Uvis Reservoir. The bullets hit his patrol car and body camera. At the time, the sheriff called it a possible hate crime because the deputy is Sikh. But in October, the department put Deputy Gill on leave while it took a closer look at this shooting. Detectives say Gill's story fell apart during that investigation. Oh, well, shit, that was unfulfilling. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't much of it. But I mean, they knew they if I mean, if it just came out, they the, the only thing they knew uh, more than us was that they had a script on how to talk about it. Right. I mean, it's not like they it's not like they have all the info either. Right, so um, just more scandal with the the sheriff's office, although not to do with um, with pay for play and and uh, gun permits. But um, I suppose we'll see more about what happens there. But it's definitely something to to keep an eye on. Um, it sounds it's it, when I saw it and read the just the brief on it, it read like a you know episode of NCIS or something or you know <laughs> Law and Order, like torn from the headlines. Um, so yeah, it'd be really interesting to see why and wherefore and how convenient that the the uh, shooter took out his body cam so you know we may not be able to find out exactly what happened that's yeah i wonder did he like shoot his own car up did him and his, did him and other cops do it, it it's, that's gonna be an interesting story as it unfolds if right. it unfolds and, properly and by that and i mean if too. we ever fucking hear about it again right and why too like what what's you know why stage this like that's a attack was there you know what was the underlying uh motivation so we <laughs> shall Hopefully we'll find out. We'll definitely keep, we love to keep tabs on these things for you. So, and I know um, the reporter, Ms. Wadsworth, covers the sheriff's office pretty profusely. So we can certainly ask her to, to keep tabs on it as well. Like ask her to keep tabs on it as if that's why she would be doing it. It would be for us. 
Right. Well, it's a euphemism for just, you know, her being just so t- damn tenacious, just sort of reminding her, hey, by the way, I know there's a shit ton happening at the sheriff's office in case you didn't notice this one thing. <laughs> she she would laugh at you and then call you an asshole, probably. I love Jen. She would understand oh, the joke, would. but then still like, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> Inquiring minds need to know. I mean, she is really there to provide us with, uh, with fantastic stories. I think most of the really nice, juicy stories we get uh, come either through a break from her or from San Jose Inside in general, so... Thank you to free media um, for being out there. All right. Well, uh, that was leading off. Um, so now we're going to go into our favorite segment. It's actually two parts tonight. Um, we're going to do winners and losers in two sections. Um, and as we, everyone knows, winners and losers is named because uh, sometimes there's winners and sometimes there's losers. But usually the uh, usually there are no winners, really, unless the, the loser wins and then we don't want them to win. So Right. Basically, these right. are stories Something where like these are stories where we don't like the people. Right. That's, <laughs> you encapsulated it much better than I could. Um, so we're following up on a couple of stories we covered last week. And the first was about a bust at a, uh, an auto dealership, I believe, in Napa, where um, mm-hmm. they found, uh, apparently uh, federal authorities found uh, a bunch of pipe bombs and other um, slightly nefarious materials that could be used for domestic terrorism, potentially. Um, so we're going to find out a little more about what was going on, hopefully. Part of the big story, the FBI sharing new details on a Napa man arrested with a cache of weapons, suspected ties to an extremist anti-government group as well. KPI X-Files Kenny Choi sat down with the man who leads the Bay Area FBI. He's got more on the alleged plot that led to the arrest. Kenny? The suspect is still under the sheriff's custody tonight. Authorities believe that he was targeting Democrats after they found multiple explosive devices at his business in Napa. Federal prosecutors have charged Ian Benjamin Rogers with possessing five pipe bombs found inside British auto repair shop. In recent years... Just the photo of that guy called me a libtard by just being that photo. Right. (laughs) I like his hair. (laughs) Doing well there. ...is a significant uptick... Um, this guy's very fair, I think. And folks um, that we look at for domestic violent extremism. They discovered this decal of the three percenters on Roger's vehicle window. It's known mm. as an extreme anti-government pro-guns militia group. They all have this sense of the country being taken over. Uh, oh, we got to get him on. Them being the word Center for right-wing studies. Placed. Roger like if I was an academic. Just showing political postings, 3%, a reference to the belief that only 3% of the American colonists fought against the British during the American Revolution. Shortly after the mob overtaking the U.S. Capitol, the FBI says Rogers sent text messages. This one saying, we can attack Twitter or the Democrats you pick. Another reading, I want to blow up a Democrat building bad. One of our primary concerns are lone actors. Officers also found the white privilege card saying Trump. <laughs> nice. And the numbers 45 repeated four times. There's a distinction um, where the, the most radical um, Trump supporters leave off and the militias begin. In addition to pipe bombs, the FBI says Rogers had a kit to build a replica MG-42 belt-fed machine gun produced oh. and used during World War II by Nazi Damn. troops. <laughs> Damn. According to the FBI, Rogers admitted to making the pipe... The other fucking like white supremacists around here are like, all right, whatever, try hard. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, that's the gun in uh, Saving Private Ryan that like tears guys just to pieces. That's, that's pretty gnarly. 
bombs himself, but also said that they were only for entertainment purposes. Authorities also seized at least 39 <laughs> guns at his home in Napa. We're live in Napa tonight. Kenny Choi, KPIX5. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm always, you know, building pipe bombs for entertainment purposes. It's <laughs> myself. Oh, no. <laughs> Holy shit. No, 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 no. If it you need to get better. your kicks, man. I mean. Hold on. Let's see. Is there a. I mean, I know it's like really, you know, it's tough out there during COVID. You know, people are pretty bored. They're sitting around the house, stuck at home, right? But Jesus Christ, you, could, you might want to find something a little less dangerous to entertain yourself. Um, yeah, I don't buy that at all. Uh, I want to, I, Dave, I don't know about you. Sometimes I really want to burn down a Republican building real bad too. I would never text that to anyone. Yeah, that's probably a really bad idea um, in, in, in a general way to put any sort of threats like that in writing. Um, I'm not going to say it's okay to think it either, but at the same time, it's just, it's really stupid to put it in writing. <laughs> um, well, uh, this is definitely turning into quite the interesting uh, thread. I think we, but best I can hope is that this guy, that the feds are right, that he's a lone, you know, lone actor and he's not part of some sort of broader militia um, out of Napa. But yeah, seriously, what's going on up there? What's got into the wine? Well, there's more to this story. It turns out his fucking lawyer is also like, you know, completely not crazy. Check this out. If it starts one of them news players, anything could happen. KTVU. Like literally anything can happen. Okay. It could literally not start. <laughs> the video could literally not start. Anything can happen on the KTVU website. That's why it's so fun. Benjamin Rogers is a really? harmless Trump supporter who collects guns and pipe bombs. That's according to his attorney. <laughs> Can we just pause that? <laughs> that's, the most, that's the most insane thing. Just, well, maybe just today. That's the, the wildest thing I've heard. <laughs> this is like, this is like the, the fucking, this is like me drunk at 2 a.m. still streaming, like seeping its way into fucking down ballot here. What do you mean he's like a harmless Trump supporter who collects guns and pipe <laughs> bombs? What the fuck? I don't even know what to say to that. I mean, there's uh, so many things to unpack there. Um, but hey, you know what? God bless the attorneys. This this story is going to be the fucking gift that keeps on giving for like Absolutely. six months. Absolutely. Especially if lawyers get involved. He's not a violent person. He's not a member of any extremist groups. But Craig Fair, who heads the FBI in San Francisco, says these five pipe bombs seized at Rogers' business are proof that he posed. Uh-oh. Oh, they're posing again. Can I point out that the Fed's name is Craig Fair? He's a very fair and balanced person, I'm sure. Great name for a law enforcement officer. Well, I think oh. we got what we needed out of that one. When the fucking <laughs> that I don't think you can get better than that line. That was just great. Like, can can we just have a moment to just say a prayer and thank all of the attorneys of the world for just being so awesome? <laughs> like, I understand. Like, it, it's your job, right? And it's your client. Um, it's just amazing how uh, they can just divorce themselves from any sort of, you know, reality or, or reason, <laughs> even though they're supposed to be the ones that practice reason in the law. Right. Um, so that, <laughs> imagine like, the staff meeting. They're like, Oh, we got a crazy one. What do we do? It's like a junior lawyer at the firm. They're like some of the older, older lawyers there are like, I ah, maybe just got to go with it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, is he already under contract? Is he already, is he paying us? <laughs> right then just go with it like are we on retainer then yeah whatever just just defend him we'll get him off <laughs> just go with it they whatever it is nothing whatever that he think is that he, that he thinks is going on if you think that's something you can go with then just go with it that's what right. that's, that would be my well, advice to his attorney i mean 
it's you know I, it seems like he has a competent attorney so i'd be surprised to see i mean i wouldn't be i would not be surprised to see if he got off somehow or didn't you know didn't face any charges just because nothing has happened yet right and maybe he didn't other than that like that one text maybe he didn't put anything specific into any writing right or talked about it with anyone and just had a bunch of pipe bombs maybe had some ideas but didn't actually you know execute on them you either have to have attempted something or conspired to do something or actually done it I think just thinking about it is obviously not going to get you or even and even maybe building pipe bombs isn't going to get you necessarily other than a slap on the wrist right he'll get a fine maybe maybe he does some like jail time or, or parole um and he won't be probably won't be allowed to make more pipe bombs he's a harmless drum supporter who collects guns and pipe bombs or whatever right. the fuck they said at the beginning and, of that it's just too and, much man yeah right like and g- gun collecting is a thing right i didn't know pipe bomb collecting was a thing. well it is now can... all right it is, listen, right. <laughs> listen does, does the dude want to get out does the dude want to get out of jail or not all right is pipe bomb I, I, <laughs> I shouldn't begrudge anyone their hobbies right i'm a baseball fan most people hate me at baseball but i so you know whatever but uh that's what i do for fun and entertainment watch baseball um but yeah no i i just find it hard to believe that like owning or possessing a pipe bomb is legal in california but maybe i'm wrong I don't know the law. I don't either. As, I've never, you well know what? It's never occurred to me to look up the laws specific to like, can I have a pipe bomb? If so, how many? I think we're going to find out, right? This we, attorney's going to let us we know. We probably will. We probably will. Next week on Down Ballot. <laughs> for sure. Oh, oh, this is the first thing I'm looking for. Like <laughs> Napa pipe bomb. <laughs> 3%. Oh, glorious. All right. Well, hey, um, we'll definitely keep tabs on that one for you, uh, viewers. Um, so stay tuned for that. I have a feeling that lawyer is going to fucking come in hot again soon. I'm watching the oh, yeah. lawyer very much, much better than the attorneys for the, for the Calvary church. I must say like he's, you know, they're, they're making a, making this a much better story. Um, all right. So, uh, speaking of continuing coverage, uh, producer Dave, I think you found this one as well. Um, following up on our, our good friend in Pacifica who owns the yoga studio, who's just not really excited about open and <laughs> close, open, close, not to be outdone by the Trump fan in Napa. Right. <laughs> Here's the first in Pacifica. We covered this last week. They were refusing to close their yoga studio in Pacifica. I don't even want to get into like my feelings on the yoga studio in Pacifica being the one to be like, well, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much because you can't do 120 degree yoga at your house. Anyway, you... I guess they're sending threats to local officials or some shit because they're jealous that the guy in Napa is getting more coverage than them. They got a county business owner who defied COVID-19 health orders for nearly a year is now facing criticism and an investigation over what appears to be threats he made against a county supervisor. NBC Bay Area's Tom Jensen talked to the business owner and the supervisor who was singled out by name in those apparent threats. The good wife is not going to be happy. The Instagram post comes just after San Mateo County filed a lawsuit against Pacifica Beach Yoga's owner for remaining open during COVID closure orders, forcing it to close. By phone, owner Tommy Antoon admitted he made the comments, hashtag delete county supervisor David Canapa, it's time to get rid of this POS. Canapa's name is spelled incorrectly, but he got... <laughs> <laughs> like okay, this is legit then this is genuine i'm just telling you this is not a fake story if they misspelled the no. name but just one word and oh come on man yeah well i mean I, I, that's is that his alibi is that oh i yeah it was a totally different david i didn't mean david canapa the supervisor i made david Ken- cabana the you know the my pool guy here's david canapa he's like i don't like this thing he's like this is cancel culture <laughs> gone too far <laughs> to me that's just 
that's a, that, that's a red line. Owner Tommy Antoon talked to NBC Bay Area's Anusha Rasta a couple of days ago about the lawsuit and about remaining open for nine months, even while ICU beds were filling and COVID-19 death tolls surged. How many people have I put in those ICU beds? How many people have left my studio permeating with the COVID virus? Not, Zero. I don't. Another one of Antoon's Instagram posts portrays Whoa. the frustration oh, that's, he described that's okay. to me today by phone, saying he's watched giants <laughs> like Amazon <laughs> and The kid's Walmart just playing a video game out there in the middle of nowhere? While small businesses are beat down by government-enforced closures. They're, they're taking a picture. Cannabis says he right. gets it. It's not easy, but right now, right now we have to prioritize uh, public health. Antoon said he didn't literally call for violence against the supervisor. He just wants to harm Canapa's political career. But Canapa says telling followers to get in the faces of his family is out of bounds because yeah. he could take it literally. Yeah. And he you also don't know who his brother is. Dude, his brother might punch you in the face. His brother ain't a county supervisor. Get into the, uh, the specific, specifics of that. Um, but law enforcement um, is is engaged and involved. In Pacifica, Tom Jensen, NBC mm. Bay Area News. Like, that was all good until, like, the, the post was fine. Like, oh, cancel this person or delete them or whatever. I mean, there's, that's, that's fine. But the, the well, like, I, get in his family's face shit is weird. Yeah, I, like, how... I'm, I guess it's the context. It's all context. I mean, they can't really legally. It's not, you know, did he say anything violently threatening? Not necessarily, but you know, hashtag delete, not delete your account, not delete, you know, whatever, but delete this guy. Like, what does that exactly mean? Although then again, I've posted stuff on Twitter and social media. I mean, about we've pending. all posted stuff on Twitter, sir. Right. That's actually very true <laughs> in our cases. Um, many, many things, in fact. Um, and, but I, I posted things like, you know, I will end you or we, you know, we should end you and, meant it entirely in a political sense right um but i also wasn't misspelling the the, <laughs> the politician's name um so i i can understand how that could be misconstrued as a violent threat but at the same time it's um talking about getting in the guy's family's face that's just off that's out of bounds completely um regardless of the legality so uh you gotta chill out bro like go do some yoga <laughs> right he needs to maybe he needs to consume more of his own fucking product and chill the fuck out he does not seem like a guy. Who, I mean, I, I just from glancing at him, it doesn't seem like a guy who's all that, you know, yoga out really. Um, so I don't, I don't get the sense that he practices what he preaches. Um, but I hear it's pretty relaxing. I mean, maybe, maybe not, maybe not at his yoga studio in particular. Right. Well, I mean, he can do it at home. I think he should, he could, he could, uh, practice and try it out and then tell his, you know, offer his clients some, uh, some streaming yoga classes from his house. Why not? I'm sure people would be willing to pay. Maybe not like full price, but I'm sure people would pay for online yoga. Chat thinks he's more like a dance mom than like a yoga teacher. <laughs> <laughs> With the Capri Sun packs and the yeah, yeah. the, the Cheez-Its after the, after the, uh, the recital. Tell you, man, uh, lately we've been off our game a little bit. We haven't been as funny as we usually are, but chat got some chat always got the one-liners. So that's good. They got, they got the zingers. Yeah, I know it's been, uh, sometimes the, after a long day of talking and zoom and, uh, I, I sometimes run out of um, brilliant, you know, hilarious ideas, but I trust that our our witty banter back and forth will usually lead to some some pretty good moments, and it generally does. And at on the rare occasion we fall short, somebody in chat's like, "Well, somebody's got to say something funny." <laughs> we rely on you, uh, listener, viewer. 
to to provide us with the humor because this show generally covers some pretty um sad and pathetic and depressing topics so we definitely rely on you to bring the funny all right well uh shall we move on and uh keep obviously keep tabs on mr pacifica i'm just telling you dude those those two stories are going to be they're going to be some sagas I feel like they could merge. I feel like there could be some converging here where the where Pacifica Yoga Man enlists Napa Pipe Bomb Man to pipe bomb David Canepa's house or something. Like I'm worried that they might these two lone wolves might join up and create a militia. Together they're unstoppable, is what you're saying. Right. Well two only takes two people to make a conspiracy. So all right, well shall we um head into the second half of Winners and Losers for tonight? Yep, absolutely. Nice. Well, these are a couple that, um, again, the, uh, were uh, one story we're tracking, but a couple of stories you found. So um, as folks know, this last week, the governor and the state went back to the color-coded um, plan for, uh, for restrictions of businesses um, after abandoning it. Now they're back to it, and then we're off of it again. But now we're back on it again. And uh, so restaurants are really excited about being able to reopen out for outdoor dining. Um, but a lot of folks are still pretty confused about what's going on and they're frustrated with the process. So we're going to learn more about that. Speaking of confused and frustrated with the process, I'm about to hit play on the K-Ron 4 news uh, website and anything could happen. Oh my God, I'm crossing my fingers. Weather is just in time for the weekend yep. and for businesses to reopen to outdoor dining. So yeah, thankfully, uh, we got restaurants in the South Bay, particularly hoping to have a big wave of customers come out in between these storms. We've got Will Tran standing by uh, in Lafayette in the East Bay with more on that. Good morning, Will. Morning, Jesus Christ. To go. I mean, it's been a long. Hey, you suck at your job, dude. Even I know what time it is. is. Why, with the shelter in place lifted on Monday, they are waiting for you to come back, and they are making preparations. This is downtown Lafayette, and you can see off in the distance, right behind me. There, they have the tents, they have the lamps ready to go to keep you warm outside. They have the chairs just in case if it comes down. Really chairs are important. At least you're covered with all the tents here, and this is just a slice of what we are seeing in downtown. Lafayette. So this is the plan moving forward with shelter in place lifted and the county is going back to the tier system and most of the Bay Area is in the purple which allows the restaurants to finally do outdoor dining. You might recall back on December 3rd with shelter in place they could not even do that. It was only takeout and that really dug into the their struggle would have been The struggle must have been real for all these the people. The getting better, the rain stopping and think Thankfully, it stopped uh, this morning as well. So if you want to even have brunch today, forget about the weekend. How about just start off early? You can do it today all over the Bay Area, especially encouraging people to day drink. Conditions. Keep in mind, he's definitely encouraging them to brunch indoor and ignore their work haircut as well. That's so what brunch is, is day drinking. Make feel good and make your head feel good and go inside, get your haircut as well with the salons open. But with modifications, you can also start camping. So. Hopefully things Ooh. are getting back to normal. That's just what I want to do, go camping. Beds above 15%, according to Governor Gavin Newsom. It is ready to go. The restaurants are just waiting for you, James. Back to you. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Will. Well, this Thank just... you, Will. Um, yeah, I, I don't even understand why camping is prohibited, ev like, really ever, um, other than, like, the communal bathroom element. But that can be taken care of. Um, Right, Somehow. that can be just closed. Like, if a bear yeah. can shit in the woods, so can you. Right, just it, I mean, all the sites are distanced. Right, the good wife and I went camping over the summer, and we, you know, we never came within twenty, thirty feet of anyone else, really. And they were, we were camped. You know, the the, the site was full. 
um, but we had plenty of space and, uh, you know, brought hand sanitizer with us to the bathroom. And, you know, I, I, I don't understand why that's not, that's, it's just more confusion around what's allowed and what's not. And it seems to me that they're, they're not making decisions based on like relative risk. It's, it's really just, um, you know, uh, blanket decisions or it's the ability of the, um, you know, the businesses to, you know, lobby basically. <laughs> uh, cause uh, as folks know like restaurants and the restaurant industry and the California restaurant association, a big fat lobby group have been really pushing on Gavin and threatening, you know, recall and all sorts of other nastiness if he didn't reopen, um, their shit. So it goes to show if you spend millions of dollars on lobbyists, you get what you want. Sometimes a restaurateur I know called them uh, shakedown artists. Mm, yeah. That and like about... before all this happened, yeah. For some reason, the the restaurant association came up. We were just talking, and he's like, "Oh, those shakedown artists." Oh yeah, no. It, it, you can look at them. You know, I'm sure different folks look at them different ways, right? There's they're the champions. Well, it's just because they wanted some tourists. of his money, and he wanted to spend it on gin. I think. <laughs> well, they need that money. They need that money, money to go do their their lobbying and do their political action. So, um, but hey, it's effective. I mean, shit, they're they're back open again, right? Um, I'm I'm a little confused by this. Uh, like I don't see why they make it so complicated with the with the color coding in the tier, like purple, red, orange. What are these? Like red, yellow, green. How hard is that? Right, red, yellow, green. Stop. <clears throat> you know, like I I don't see why it's not just traffic stop uh, colors. Makes perfect sense. Red, everything's closed. Green, everything's open. Yellow, somewhere in the middle. But they'd probably come up with like goldenrod and fucking burnt orange or something, make it more complicated. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I think like. I think like a lot of this feeds into some of the conspiracy theory about, about what's going on too. Not that, not that 100%. they're saying that COVID isn't real or that masks don't work, but it like, <clears throat> like if, if, if you or I were to debate somebody who just wants to open the state, they'd be able to say, well, I don't know. Why was, why was there no outside dining? And now there's outside dining now that Biden's right. the president checkmate libtard, you know, right? It, no, it, it, like, but it, like just stuff like that just makes yeah. it why'd they shut it down for just a little while? Like it just makes it <clears throat> make, it gives like fuel to the fire. Whereas like some other way, I don't know. They could have just let the counties keep deciding because Santa Clara would have put everybody on. It would have closed all the restaurants. It's more just like being consistent, right? Like it's, it's just, you know, have, I, I understand, you know, we understand it's an evolving situation constantly, right? It's nothing ever, anyone has, has faced before, but it just seems to me like they're working on this all day, every day. We spend, you know, a little time every Friday night talking about it, but they spend every day thinking about this shit. It's their job. And you'd figure they could come up with a more consistent approach. And maybe it's because there just hasn't been like, you know, a national directive, right? A national approach. So all the states and the counties are just sort of figuring it out on, uh, on the daily. But yeah, it just seems like it, you're right. They're giving people an opportunity. They're giving all the conspiracy theorists or the people that are hating on the policy an opportunity to rail against it. It's similar to the one person who had a bad reaction to the vaccine, right? And all you heard about in the news that day was that one person in whatever SoCal who had the bad reaction. Millions of people have been vaccinated, right? And they're all fine. This one person gets a bad reaction and suddenly it's fuel. It, it gets covered all day and it gives fuel to all these jackass conspiracy theorists, even though we all knew the damn thing was 95% effective, right? So 5% of people are going to have you know, either bad reactions or not going to get, you know, not going to be immune. We knew that going in, right? Anyone who read the, read the numbers and read the news. But all it takes is that one story going viral and the people who just casually pay attention or are looking for an excuse or a reason, right? Like your, your fellow, your uh, I am debate people. Like they have, they suddenly have an argument. They suddenly have 
something they can point to that's in the legit news, right? This is well, actually they have the happening. trappings of an argument, and that's just right. as useful in most cases, right? Yeah, it legitimizes if any sort of legitimacy that they can get to their argument, right? That's not just some sort of backwoods, you know, a website with like two, you know, two page views every day, right? The more that they can make put this in legitimate news, the more that like we've saw during Orange Head's fucking presidency, like the more he can inject his narrative into the news and the more the news covers it and uplifts it and the media uplifts it it just gives more fodder to these folks and so it's like i understand wanting to like show whatever quote unquote all sides of a story but at some point you have to realize you're giving voice to the lowest common denominator of our society and 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 back to gavin newsom like why does he suck so bad at retail politics like why can't he why can't he be spinning this as like bold leadership and Right. And and explaining things to people and marketing their decisions, like I'm not even kidding, marketing the decisions that the government makes in like the proper way. Not only well, that they, people understand it, so that people think it's good. For fuck's sake! Have, but I also don't agree with his politics largely. He's like a neoliberal, so good. I'm glad that he fucking sucks at retail politics because I thought he was going to be the president. And now, you know what? I don't think I don't think he's going to be the president. Well, it's, it's and it's shocking too. Like you know, it's not like the governor's office doesn't have a huge budget for communications they probably have a whole staff for communications right and the the, the state itself has money that they're put, they're throwing into covid awareness right so they're they have plenty of resources to spin it however they want but they're just doing a god-awful job and they're falling on their ass and now like he could legitimately face a recall petition it's it's entirely possible it gets on the ballot maybe it doesn't succeed but people are that pissed and oh, there's nothing you know with money you know what there would be nothing better for this show than like there being 83 candidates 12 of them believe in QAnon. Fucking two of them are moon truthers. Like, <laughs> do you do you remember 20, 2003 when um I voted for Gray the did, hey man I voted for the porn star. <laughs> I voted for Ariana Huffington. I'll admit it. Uh, <laughs> I did vote against the recall, but I voted for her. Um, or yeah, I, I think voted I wrote against the recall too. I thought it was dumb. Yes, um, I generally think they are dumb because uh, depending on you know what it's about, um, if it's unless it's something like you know crimes against the state, um, that's what elections are for. Like <laughs> elections have consequences. Go vote them out. Um, but yeah, I, I would, I would, I think this show would really benefit from from one of those, uh, it, one of them. We would, of, we would turn um, every show into down ballot as the as it because well, as it came up, it would be wild. Well, like, fuck, well, you could run. You know, we I could mean, run well, you. That's what I'm saying. Well, well, wait a minute. Would it be producer a, Dave for governor? <clears throat> would it be a conflict of interest for me to run and run the show at the same time as a, a means by which I promote myself? Not at all. You can actually, because you, if you own the show, and I've actually dealt with this in campaigns before, if you own the broadcasting network, right, you can, you are allowed as the candidate to make unlimited contributions to yourself of cash if you want to. So similarly, you can make unlimited contributions of time on your network to brought to advertise your campaign, right? So you just have to account for it and, and put a dollar sign next to it. Like I, you know, the, 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 the time and resources i spent promoting my campaign on my my podcast or my stream are worth exactly um, four dollars yeah well, i mean here's an itemization reason- of reasonable. it <laughs> you have to be reasonable about it right and and, and be able to justify well, no, it that's later, reasonable as as it would be worth four dollars well there you go and so, as long as you're able to as long as you report it and you're transparent about it and you know it, there's nothing wrong with that at all i had a candidate who owned literally owned his own radio station um he was running for city council owned his own radio station so he gave himself he was his largest contributor and he gave himself like hundreds of thousands of dollars of, of advertising uh, time and, and radio airtime um, and TV time too. He had a TV station or a TV show. Did he win? He did. In fact, we were oh, imagine that. That definitely helped. I um, bet he had a good consultant. Close. It was, he was, the consultant was pretty good. He's, he's a reasonable <laughs> he guy. He, he works pretty hard. Um, but uh, 
to be honest, like the candidate wasn't, he wasn't the most ideal candidate just about ever. Like he was one of the hardest candidates. Um, you think a guy uh, that maybe broadcasts all the time about himself primarily would be a difficult candidate to get through? Or is that what you're saying? Not me, not was, the best candidate. It was more person. Yeah, it was personality too. And just, just a approach, just not, you know, not a natural politician, not a natural bit of, bit of a, bit of a control freak that, <laughs> yes um and also just not really uh, uh, not experienced in politics more experienced in you know publicity and marketing community and not really mm. understanding the nuances so um always a struggle to to keep you know keep keep on message to stay on point and not to doubt not to diverge off into tangents but you know who we should were run? successful if that happens juan maserati should run I could get Juan maserati elected i think in the current circumstances <laughs> definitely now now that we're we're, we're all woke I, I think Juan could do pretty well, frankly, um, depending on the district and the, the jurisdiction. Oh, I mean, uh, for can... governor. Oh, governor. Fuck yeah. Let's do it. I'll text him right now. Let's see if he's down. But uh, Juan for governor next week on down ballot. So going back to uh, winners and losers, we got uh, yeah. the, the, the struggle is real up in Walnut Creek. They're braving the elements to eat at, I don't know, someplace where a steak is $37. Amici's pizza couldn't have come at a worse time for restaurants. They just reopened just yesterday and now, for the most part, washed out. But we still oh. spotted some diehard diners. Let's bring in NBC Bay Area Cheryl Hurd and <laughs> Walnut Creek. You got to be kidding me, Cheryl. Were there some people out there tonight? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You'll see that in a minute. Right now, I'm live on Locust Street in downtown Walnut Creek, about a block away from Main Street. And as you can see, the rain is coming down hard and the wind is starting to pick up. There are a lot of restaurants on this street. And believe it or not, Raj, there are a lot of people out here in the rain. Before the coronavirus crisis, rain would normally keep people inside. But now that we're in the middle of a pandemic, nothing is normal. We're tired of eating at home, eating takeout. We decided, come hell or high water, we we're going to come out and eat since they're opened up. Restaurants got the green light yesterday to open up for outdoor dining. The owners of Walnut Creek's Torsap Thai Kitchen says about a dozen people showed up to eat outside. Owner Wendy Sanchez was ready for customers with hands hand warmers, and a space blanket. Even <laughs> Fuck yeah. Cold, I think they just want to come out and... I like her. While some restaurants were open, we spotted workers preparing for an opening later this week. I've had calls all day of people just wanting to come out and eat. So even with the rain, we'll have the umbrellas up. I, we'll have some heaters out. I, I bet there'll be a lot of people that want to come out. And people were out in downtown Livermore. Does it bother you that it's raining? Um, I like the rain. A lot of the places have had to close, and they've had to lay off Dude, she's dope. people that work for them. So tonight, customers are braving the elements. Their goal? To keep restaurants open. In Walnut Creek, Cheryl Hurd, NBC Bay Area News. <laughs> Chat's calling these super spreader events. But nobody was there because it was raining. <clears throat> no, that's the, th that's the thing. It's, um, I'm, all, I'm all sorts of mixed about this. Like I, I absolutely support you know, our small businesses, our mom and pop businesses. I absolutely support our small restaurants. My family um, had, you know, has uh, had a history of, of uh, in that profession. So I know how being hard it is. Being tours, Correct. And I, I know, I understand how hard it is and what a hard industry it is to survive in under normal times. So this is obviously just completely fucked so many of them. 
That being said, I, this is also, as much as the pandemic's revealed to me, you know, and to everyone, uh, systemic inequities and, and, and racial inequities and, and so many other uh, issues, it's also revealing, I think, the, to, uh, hopefully to some of us at least, the luxury of our culture and the, and the, the sort of aloofness and, and privilege that we have to be able to be bitchy and complain about not being able to go out, like you said, and order a $50 steak, you know, at a restaurant, right? Like, what is the problem with being at home and eating with your kids and cooking something healthy for your family? Or, you know, what's so bad about ordering out and getting it delivered to your house? And, you know, what, why, where is this, where does this desire to, to go out and treat ourselves come from? Like, you know, and it, it, it just goes to show more and more of our society is built around these things that we don't need, right? We don't need this. You don't, we, we're not going to die if we, you know, if we could never go out to eat again, our civilization will go on. I mean, I, 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 is that really a civilization worth living in? I That's, love going out to eat. Like <clears throat> before, before the the pandemic, even though like uh, I was uh, you know, doing a bit of a transition in the way that the way that my money came in and where it came from. Man, I still I still went out. I still went out to eat like three nights a week. Yeah, and before and that, had, like me and Brandon used to live at fucking Pino's, dude. We would like be at Pino's five nights a week. He was open six, and we'd be either just there like fucking eating and drinking and hanging out it's like a it's like a thing it's like it's like so, it's like how you socialize you know as adults oh, true true hundred oh absolutely hundred but the social aspect i can completely understand um and that's why you know it's it's fucked that you know bars clubs music shows you know uh venues are not you know performing arts um organizations aren't allowed to operate right none of these groups can you know most arts groups and entertainment groups can't operate Sports is operating mostly without fans, which is the dumbest thing you, <laughs> I've ever fucking heard. Um, so, because they're pretty much playing for money and for their own aggrandizement. Um, it, it just seems like it's, it's a sort of a privilege that goes both ways, right? There's some folks that have the privilege like I have had and the good wife has had to be able to take the time, you know, to go out and shop for food and be able to cook every night and make food at home and make really good food and food that even is, you know, ca- the caliber that you get in a restaurant, but not everyone has the time or the, uh, the wherewithal or the, the means to do that. Right. Similarly, not everyone has the wherewithal, wherewithal to afford to go out, you know, three, four five, whatever nights a week to eat or to order out even. Right. So it, it just seems to me that, um, uh, I understand everyone's frustration, but it's like, it's kind of like, we're all in the same boat and why aren't we, um, why aren't we doing more to support these businesses with with subsidies and relief? And then why aren't we doing more to to find ways for people to socialize, um, even in this environment? I think that's I think you hit on it, man. That's the one thing that is missing for me. Like, I if I never had got to eat out again, it would suck. I I would love to have a In and Out burger right now. Um, but if I couldn't do that ever again, as long as I could go out and see people and and be around community, right? Like, if we can figure out ways to do that safely. I think that would take a lot of the the burden off, but I I don't know what the big what the big answer is. Um, but to me, it's like I I'm just kind of tired of hearing about people complaining about how they can't go, you know, have a six dollar burger at uh, Carl's Jr. or whatever, you know, or a fifty dollar like, steak. When Shelter in Place first dropped, my upstairs neighbor was asking me from six feet away. Of course, you know, he's like, oh, you know, I hear you DJing sometimes in in the apartment. He's like, it's summertime. Why don't you just set this stuff up on the driveway? yeah he's like, what are they gonna do arrest you he's yeah, like then we... people can people can come and listen and i was like yeah. oh yeah they're definitely going to arrest me if i do that and he goes right? you know i he goes i'd yell at the cop if they were trying to arrest you for like trying to bring a little bit of joy into people's lives and stuff but it was, it was an interesting conversation i had with him because he's like an older guy and you know him and his him and his 
him and uh, my other upstairs neighbor have come down when we had parties and stuff and they were like actually dancing while I was DJing, which was weird. But he was like, yeah, he was like, uh, you know, he's like, we need more stuff like that anyway, where people can just go outside and have a good time. I was like, sure. Cause I'd never really, I didn't really get to know him until this happened because I don't know, I was never home and I've known his, you know, the other upstairs neighbor, uh, the, his wife or whatever, a lot longer than I've known him. So it's, uh, it's like really interesting, but yeah, the, the idea that like people stopped doing anything versus like band, there were a few bands we saw kind of playing on their porches and stuff, but those were yeah. people who live in like really nice neighborhoods where the cops right. aren't coming. Right. There was, there were a couple of stories we didn't necessarily get on this show because we tend, they're too uplifting. Um, but, uh, about like, uh, there was a band I remember that like rented a flatbed truck and drove around the city and just did socially distanced concerts at different just pop-ups, right? They mm-hmm. would tweet about it and then we're going to be at this corner. Um, so I think, I think there is potential out there, but it's all about being creative. It's like sort of your reference, your, your comments about the, the ghost ship, right? Like if the city was proactive if cities were proactively like you know helping and, and encouraging safe partying right and safe raving and, and and permitted uh parties right then maybe that wouldn't have happened and everyone would be able to have a good time so i just think you know our government folks and our leaders need to be just think more creatively and and think outside the box and try to embrace um or, or if if they can't do it you know enlist the restaurateurs enlist the performing arts groups enlist the artists and let's talk about how let let them come up with some creative solutions I'm just telling ones. you, like, I'm just telling you if my, this, the street I live at dead ends into an apartment complex. And I'm just telling you if they, they don't let us shut this fucker down and throw a big fucking block party after, after all this is over and people can socialize, dude, fucking my neighborhood will fucking overthrow the government of this city. Like, <laughs> well, like I said, I think at the end of this, or even before, I think, uh, one massive Viva Calle where the whole damn city or the whole damn South Bay is shut down for one day. I think or the streets, at least, I think that would be fabulous. And just block parties everywhere. That would be that would be bomb. We could have a big, big, fat celebration. Create a new holiday. Fuck it. Don't even do it on the fourth, right? Just figure a new holiday and and call it you know COVID Day or something or <laughs> Freedom Day. So usually we do a city that has to get their shit together. This week it appears that we have two stories, and that's because the whole fucking state has to get its shit together. So um, we've been covering kind of this story about EDD fraud, where people were getting unemployment insurance under assumed names or under names of other people and just having that shit sent to them on a, a, a visa gift card to their their home address or to like a p.o box or you know wherever they were able to get it well right one address you know somebody's got to be the overachiever and one address got over three hundred thousand dollars sent to them by the edd of california $10 billion Later. in fraudulent unemployment benefits and possibly much, much more. That is the unbelievable amount of money. Criminals trick the state into paying them. A new state audit released today lays out the con that crippled California's unemployment system, but does offer some solutions. Consumer investigator Chris Kummer just spoke with the state auditor and Chris... How did those crooks get away with so much money? The auditor says they simply exploited the state's weaknesses, missteps, and slow reaction time. They made off with a historic amount of money and made a mockery of the system that's supposed to be a lifeline for unemployed workers. One, two, three, four. When stacks of unemployment department envelopes began showing up in people's mailboxes, they called us. Because folks like Marco Vachetto in Oakland knew something was fishy. We don't understand. It might be fraud, I don't know. It was fraud. And EDD knew it. 
The auditor says EDD identified 26,000 street addresses where fraud was suspected, and yet the department only stopped sending money to 10,000 of them. Then there's this. The auditor says it discovered more than 80 claims from one address. <laughs> EDD sent more than $300,000 to that single address. What does it say about the agency when it sends more than $300,000 to... Are these like, some of this is prepaid visa cards, but if some of these are checks... I just don't understand how you can, how the system wouldn't flag that. Like, 80? <laughs> Like, okay, I can maybe understand two, three people unemployed in a household getting it, right? 80? That doesn't raise a red flag in the, even the computer system? Like, that's Wait, ridiculous. it wouldn't even have to be a public policy person. It would be a person designing decent software, like, to, Correct. to stop things when anomalous numbers show up. Correct. I will say this. I just got a notice today, and the good wife, unfortunately, had to hear an earful about it from me, even though it wasn't her fault. But we got a notice, on uh, a delinquent notice on our property taxes today for a, a property tax that we'd paid already. But we got a delinquent notice because for whatever reason, the computer went back and spit out notices for all these people who apparently didn't know the taxes. So I got this big red letter. It said, you know, you're going to, you know, you're delinquent. You're going to have a tax lien or something. But it turns out the letter got sent by mistake. And all I had to do was call the tax collector and five minutes later figure that out. But it's like, this wouldn't, this doesn't raise a red flag. <laughs> the, system, the system doesn't boot this out. Unreal. Unreal. Even like six or seven, okay, like, but like, sure. you start getting to like 10 per address. 80. The system, yeah. yeah the, the, you just think that whoever designed the software, it would just be like, oh, we have a, we have an anomaly here. Right. And, and I'm curious to learn, I'm sure, maybe they'll get into it, but I'm curious to know, like, so they could just run away with this money. They, we can't go after them. We can't, you know, find, track them down and get the money or at least, you know, uh, arrest them and, you know, prosecute them. Like if they just get away. <laughs> Let's see what let's see what they have to say here. It seems like the uh, the EDD the people are, have a little bit yeah. of mud in their eye. Yeah. Just one mailing address. Oh, she well, looks like an auditor. That's, that's a serious, obviously a serious issue. I mean, this was an issue that came to EDD's attention. But EDD didn't react fast enough. The auditor oh, said the breakdown in identity verification let criminals go wild. She wrote that EDD has relied on uninformed and disjointed techniques to prevent imposter fraud. That gap gave criminals an advantage to score $10.4 billion or more. The auditor says hundreds of thousands of unemployment accounts still haven't been verified. So oh if any God. are fake and got paid, the bad guy's total haul will continue climbing higher than $10.4 billion. We can't estimate exactly how much uh, it will end up being, but we're pretty confident it's going to be in the billions. Uh, probably tens of billions of dollars. Our contacts in law enforcement and banking suspect most stolen benefits went overseas and could be impossible to get back. Oh my That's God. As well, it's clear that they were organized. Uh, this is not somebody who um, just got on the internet and was just, you know, doing this for, for fun or doing Maserati. I'm clearly to help EDD prevent repeat <laughs> failures. The auditor laid out seven new recommendations. The new EDD director has already agreed to implement all seven. Lawmakers will be watching. You know, it's all about being the right seven. Today, the auditor acknowledged that many people's legitimate unemployment accounts are currently frozen. There's a spat between the state and Bank of America over how to flag an account as suspicious. Well, the auditor dressed down both sides and told them they need to separate real accounts from fake ones ASAP. But that might take until March, at a time when families need their unemployment benefits. Uh.
immediately. We get it. You can share your unemployment problems we on can. our website. Go to NBCBayArea.com slash response, or you can call us. The number's 888. Oh, my God. Well, Chris Kamura gets it, so I feel a lot better. Holy shit. Oh, man. I, I was, I mean, first I'm thinking, like, oh, God, all the taxpayers and all our fucking public dollars go into this shit. But no, it's like the people who need their fucking benefits who can't get them now because this whole shit has to get shut down and cleaned up, who are legitimately, like, you know, in need. Oh, man, this is fucking awful. Well, I mean, a I, seemingly I, related story, it seems like the state of California actually did get its shit together and is going to help some people who are behind on their rent, possibly because the state of California fucked up and they couldn't get their unemployment benefits. Well, there you go. Well, that, I mean, that's, that, that's the silver lining. Let's see what happens. Hi, 636 now. We are learning painful new details about the state being scammed for billions of dollars, and it's just part of the big news coming out of the state capitol. Help may be on the way, not for renters exclusively struggling across California, but also for the landlords that they now owe money to. Today in the base, Bob Riddell is live this morning, tracking all of this for you, and uh, that news out of the EDD, not what we wanted to hear, Bob. No, uh, frightening how much uh, fraud there is. We'll get to that in a moment with regards to the landlords and renters, Chris. Uh, there could be $2.6 billion on the way uh, in terms of relief. Uh, yesterday, the state uh, assembly and Senate passed legislation that would use $2.6 billion in federal stimulus money. Uh, Governor Newsom expected to quickly sign that bill. The way it work, works is that that 2.6 would pay up to 80% of some tenants' unpaid rent. But that only applies if the landlords agree to forgive the rest of the tenants' debt. It's not clear if the $2.6 billion is enough to cover all the unpaid rent. Wait a minute. How many That's stupid yeah. because what if I can come up with 20%? You know what I'm saying? Sure. We can figure that out. But um, I just love that. How much is the $2.6 billion to do this? And we've already lost $10 billion to the, like, four times that to the, the fraud. So it's like, oh, great. <laughs> They're trying to, the, the top of the story was like, well, that was bad. Well, there's good news. And it's like, that's not exactly the best news. Like, we just lost $10 billion so we could do this, this thing four times over with the money that has already been determined to be gone. Through, uh, and maybe whoever fraud. committed the fraud is just going to come around and pay everybody's rent. <laughs> maybe they're like robin hood right? right uh that that would that would be that would be comforting i suppose just everyone gets a check in the mail from some random you know uh shell corporation uh you know on you know courtesy of the california employment development division we're paying your rent um but no you're right yeah you're right like just let's get fucking creative for god's sake like okay if the landlord is willing to forgive it or if the tenant you're right if the tenant can pay the 20 percent, why is it or just fucking pay the 80 percent and fucking and then fucking write a little letter to the fucking landlord that goes there 80 percent of the way caught up if we find out you're trying to evict them now they're 100 percent of the way caught up what now right or, and you know it 80% is better than jack shit if you evict them, and it's better than, you know, you, you're going to have to go out and try and find a tenant now. Like, what? take the 80%. Like, any, any sensible mandate, landlord. Yeah, you could just mandate it. You go, you have to take yeah. this. If yeah. you want any of this, you have to take this in every case that we give it to you. Yeah, take it or leave it, you know? Um, so you can either go out and find evict them and find a new tenant. That's fine. Good luck with that. Who can pay the rent? Um, and, or, you know, take the money we're giving you for fuck's sake. Oh my God! Just uh, <laughs> Sacramento. The state auditor calculates unemployment fraud to total at least ten point four billion dollars. The auditor identified twenty six thousand street addresses where fraud was suspected, and yet the department 
The unemployment department, the EDD, only stopped sending money to 10,000 of those addresses. The auditor wrote that the EDD... We just watched this. On, on yeah, they were, uh, they were kind of... Yeah, they were, they were um, borrowing off that story. More than 1 million accounts... The bad, the bad news outweighed the good news there, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, California, get your fucking shit together. And it's, you know, it's telling. I mean, d Democrats pretty much run Sacramento, right? They have two-thirds majorities in both houses. Um, they have the governorship. They, uh, they sit in every statewide office. There are absolutely no Republicans of any power in the state of California, really. And yet, our Democratic champions can't figure this shit out? Like, we got some serious problems. If that's the case, right? I'm sorry. This is the fucking, as far as retail politics go, this one's a fucking slam dunk. If you are going to give this money out, you just make, <clears throat> you go, okay, we've done this. We're going to, we're going to, you know, here's how you fill out the form. You know, your landlord has yeah. to, you know, uh, acknowledge that you owe the rent. We'll pay up to 80% of it. If we pay more than 60% of what you owe, then they just have to take that and forgive the rest of the rent. Um, and if we pay less than 60%, then you got to make up the rest of the rent because we determined that you probably can. And, <clears throat> but it's easy. This is such good, easy retail politics. You just do oh, that 80% yeah. number. If we give you this 80%, you got to let that other 20% slide because it was hard on everyone. Shit. Yeah. No, I, as a political operative and consultant, I could, this is a winner easily. I could, I could get fucking Forrest Gump elected with this kind of platform. Like this is, this is no brainer stuff, right? You can sell this in, a five sentence press release no problem you'll get everyone uh, you know and you and you get so much out of it like so many people impacted by a good thing that you did for them right just it's a no-brainer absolute no-brainer and yet the struggle is real right we have uh someone's proposed who was um some folks are proposed like bernie's proposing 20 you know, forget two thousand dollars right two thousand a month right which is much more sensible um for everyone and yet you know He's getting harangued for that by, by the other side for, uh, you know, uh, wanting to give money away and they're giving trillions of dollars away to corporations. It's just a mess. I, well, I, money's fucking fake anyway. Like, I don't, it's not well, fake if you can't afford your bills. Your, your, your eviction notice ain't fake, right? But yeah. fucking for fuck's sake, they print the fucking stuff. They just gave trillions of it to the fuck to hold the stock market up as soon as the fucking Correct. stock market crashed after. Like, come on, man. Correct. And they print, like, at the federal level, they print the money. Like, you're right. They, they are the bank. So it's. Like, it's not like we're not already in some sort of massive debt and, and deficit situation, you know, on before COVID and beyond. So well, what's, what's going to happen here if they money. did nothing right. And just let it expire at the end of this month, mm -hmm. there'd be so many people in the street. Absolutely. I mean, so they did in extend the, street, the eviction moratorium sleeping in the street at night, but then marching in the street during the day. Yeah. You think I mean, you've seen you civil unrest do? in the United States before kick out 10% of renters. Yeah. Uh, not good. Um, you even give them a have... fucking notice that they got 30 days to vacate. Where do you think they're going? You think they're going to find a new job or you think they're going to city hall? I think they're going to city hall. Yeah, no. I, so actually I was, I was looking for video. There was no, I, they did a story on it, but I couldn't find the video for some reason. But there was, for those who don't know in San Jose, the, the other day, there was a protest outside of uh, the courthouse. Um, activists, tenants, activists blocked the courthouse doors and shut down the courthouse calling for the eviction moratorium to be continued for rent relief. Um, so there, that was, there were like a hundred, 200 people out there. Um, so on a Wednesday. So yeah, if and none if of them got right. kicked out yet, imagine what that oh, shit no, would have looked it, like if the evictions had started. Yeah. These were all advocates. These are people who are probably doing fine <laughs> and they're just out there in solidarity. Right. Yeah. 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 You can definitely imagine, um, who, and we know who these folks are, right? It's, it's all the, the, the black and brown and low income and, and communities 
who are already being shit on, right? People um, whose restaurant fucking isn't open yet. Right, right. So yeah, I, I think they're you're playing with fire uh, if you let that cat out of the bag. Um, and I just don't get it. You know, it's you're right. Money is made. Money is fucking made up. You know, capitalism is interest is it, it always been intriguing to me because money is just a fucking idea. It it really isn't. Um, it shouldn't necessarily have to be a thing. Um, well, but mean, it it's is. a trade, right? Like, you can't yeah. carry around. You can't. You're like, oh, I need to sell my car so that I can buy some recording equipment. Well, your car is worth more than the recording equipment, but you can't just give somebody a third of your car for their fucking for like right. You know, some preamps and microphones or whatever. So that's why we have money. It's pretty easy to understand why we have it. Yeah, or I have, or I have this other thing, right? Whatever it is, I can barter with you. I have something that's of value, you know, um, to you or in general, right? To, in a, in a general sort of way, whatever it happens to be, um, you know, food, right? Uh, we'll let you eat out at our establishment if you what? What are you gonna <laughs> right? like? You, yeah, you. What do you break them all? Like, if you're like a, if you, I don't know, if you produce, you work for a company that produces TVs, and you want to go out to dinner, what do you just give somebody a one twenty sixth of a fucking TV? I mean, or, like, or, of course we have money because you can't do that. Right. Um, or, you know, you give them, you give them that one twenty sixth, but they have to save up the other 25, 26th, right. Uh, from other transactions and then they can go get their TV. Right? You, you put value on things, but it's, you're right. It's, it's, it is what it is. It's a, it's a commodity based culture. So whether it's money or something else, um, you're trading, but if the oh. government prints it, the government prints it. I mean, money, but <clears throat> social constructs are real. They're just fake. I mean, like the chat is talking about it a little bit. Like money is right. real. Like if I can't afford beer, I can't get beer and they're not going to give Correct. me beer. So it's real in that way. Cause I can't Correct. get something real when I don't have enough money for it. But Correct. It's like in, in, a time of, in a time of crisis, you, we would think that money being a social construct would make the times of crisis in, in a, in a country of abundance, like the United States it'd be like, Oh good. Money's fake. That's great. We can make some of it and give it to people. Yeah. And we'll, for, we'll worry about any of the fucking problems that that fucking caused afterwards. Let's like yeah. give some of this to people. Right? Like, come on, man. Yeah, I don't. That's the one thing you, you just hit it. You absolutely just hit it. It's about foresight and about investing now. So you're not going to get crushed later or you are investing now to to uh, for benefit later. Right. You invest in a solar uh, in solar panels on your house. It's a cost up front, but it saves you a shit ton of money in the back end. Right. It saves you all the money. Invest in the people who you need to run the cult, the civilization, right? All these people who are hurting right now, invest in them, make sure that they can still stand because if you don't and they all fall apart and they're all out on the street, you've got no economy oh. and you have no commerce and, and you have once no money. You don't have an economy and if you were the one making the decisions once they're all on the street, guess whose house they're coming to? And they can all still vote. They, uh, I, like they can't I vote. mean, if uh, you kick out 10 or 15% of renters, I don't think they're worried about the next election cycle. You know what I'm saying? Prop no, probably not, but it's, it comes around. It all comes around. Um, and eventually that's the, that's the way it, that's eventually the, the politicians, that's what they, they listen to money. They listen to, to votes at the end of the day. That's what mm -hmm. they listen to. Well, there's so, other things they might listen to under a whole different set of circumstances, but like what I'm well, saying, what, what's going to happen here, it's going to be fucked up because some people will in fact end up homeless or losing their house and, you know, yeah. having to sell their house, maybe at a loss because the, the real estate market might tank. And then they'll end up like steps back from where they were before. And it'll be because of the virus. And it'll be because we didn't fucking do what we needed to do to prop up people. Yeah. Just regular ass people so that they could just have their regular ass life and keep going about their regular ass fucking business like they right. were before. Like, yeah. like people weren't asking like, oh, you know what? There's a pandemic. I wish the government would buy me a brand new Mercedes Benz. They're like, 
oh, there's a pandemic. How am I going to pay my rent? I wish the government would help with that. Right. Right. <laughs> these are like it, two different, these are like two different ideas. People weren't like trying to live in the lap of luxury. We were, nobody wants to live in the lap of luxury off the, um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it'd be great if we could all live in the lap of luxury off the government, but it seems impossible. Um, that would be fabulous. But people um, were just like, people just want the government to backstop their rent for a little while or backstop their mortgage and get their bank off their fucking back because they won't, you know, they were a, t you know, a two income family. And now they're a one income family because of the pandemic. Like right. People, I don't think people, people want like very simple, like my material needs. I want to be able to tread water during this fucking crazy thing. Could you help me? Right. Like, I don't think these are the folks getting these checks who are the ones that are going to go out and spend it on a $50 steak. Right. Um, and go out to eat in the rain. Um, they're going to spend it on things that they need. Um, and maybe it's food, but it's, you know, it's not like they're, they're right. They're, you can't live in the lap of luxury for from government. And that's not what government's there for. Government's there to be the safety net. And the definition of a safety net is it's just protection. It's just the very basics, right? We're there to help and provide the very basics, to keep people afloat. Um, so that when we get, you know, so we can get to the next good time, right? There's always going to be downtimes, always will be downtimes in any kind of market like this. So, you know, or any sort of cap capitalist side, you're going to have ups and downs. So help people out when they're down and they'll help you out when they're up. As a society, we're not going to learn shit from this because like in the midst of all this, we had like people trying to overthrow the government. Now the FBI is thinking about not charging those people because it might cause division. And right. so like, we're, we're not going to learn shit from any of this. What, what I learned from all this is that had I taken another path, a career path, was I not doing the kind of work where I could easily do it from home that I would have been fucked. Yep. Oh yeah. I think about that every day, every fucking day. My wife and I are both very lucky that way. We, we were able to do that. So, and folks are not. So when you go out and you do shop or get your, get your groceries or you go to the post office, like I did today, thank those people. I don't care how incompetent you usually think they are. Thank them because they're putting their, they are literally putting their health on the line every fucking day because they have to, and to serve you. So, I just also them. wonder, like, what the fuck kind of place do we live where a cashier at Safeway can't, but can't rent a fucking one bedroom apartment for themselves? Like, mm -hmm. like those people are actually essential. The cashier at Safeway is actually very important to the lives of everyone in the community because they ring you up when you buy your groceries. Pandemic or no fucking pandemic, correct? Ain't no cash, ain't nobody willing to take that job at Safeway. Then you know where I, you know what I got to do? I got to kill my own fucking steak. Yeah. And that and sounds UFC, really inconvenient. That's why you got to get behind your local union, UFCW, representing the those employees. Um, you know, people uh, don't don't crush union, don't don't bad talk unions unless you understand what they actually bring to the table. They're the one. They're really sometimes the only ones defending these workers, right, and and being their voice. So I just don't understand why. Like, okay, let's say uh, before the pandemic, right, my neighborhood, a one bedroom apartment was you could get you could find one for two grand, right. Sure. Why the fuck, sure. why the fuck, you know, you got to make three times that to like qualify for the lease. Why the fuck, you know, before taxes, why the fuck is this, is a full-time, uh, full-time cashier who sometimes even works overtime at the Safeway, not making that $6,000 like to where they can fucking just afford an apartment there. Yeah. Again, this is that what it, in that, in that person's position, what do they want? Oh, I'd like my own apartment. Oh, would you like, what kind of apartment? They're like, like, well, with one with a living room, a bathroom and a bedroom, if that's okay with you. <laughs> <laughs> of 
or just a fucking I'm frankly like a studio even like that's the thing even a studio is what is out of reach it seems like for folks and it's not I think you also again you hit it as you usually do Bruce Dave you do you hit on a really good point in that a lot of the hubbub around you know rent and 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 housing is made about the cost of housing right and the cost of rent and it's absolutely too damn high right at the same time we're also we need to look at wages and and what people are actually bringing home right and is there you know why aren't we giving people more money to be able to afford these you know these high uh prices we live if if everyone's working in the same regional economy like and and businesses and the employees are why isn't everyone just lifting each other up why can't we afford to pay these workers more you know why it's because people at the top are just taking more they're just taking more of the proceeds i'm gonna cop to something there was a period of time 2014 2015 i swear to you i worked 15 hours a week and after taxes one month i took home fourteen thousand dollars that's good living that's like it was nice but that's fucking completely upside down why the fuck does somebody have to work there then i go to safeway after doing that and that person fucking you know nice to me they do their job well i go there i get what i want everything's in its place it's a highly structured environment a safeway right Mm -hmm. and all the people working there this highly structured environment where they have to deal with all these fucking regulations around food preparation food preparation food care like all these food is very regulated and these people that are working there have knowledge of food safety to an extent that I don't. So why are these people not rewarded for that, that skill set? Like it's, it's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can talk about teachers. We can talk about a lot lot of folks who are just on, on the wrong end of the spectrum uh, from where they should be. So yeah. Um, what are we going to do about that producer Dave? I was just, I was just like flipping sun servers, like as, as this, as they were becoming rare. And people needed them for their business because Oracle had bought Sun and they changed everything up. The things were going up in yeah. value and we were just flipping old fucking stock for a hell of money. Like I wasn't doing nothing. I didn't do shit. Like made fucking some typey typey on fucking, on fucking Amazon and eBay and fucking turned it into a bunch of money. Like I don't understand. Like it's cool. Yeah. Like I'm glad I was able to like eat out all the time and buy drinks for people. And okay. One time maybe I was hella drunk at Pino's and <laughs> bought the whole restaurant a round of drinks, whatever. But I don't understand like why, why somebody who's working their ass off at Safeway shouldn't also have the opportunity to bring home 14 grand in a month if, sure. well, if, if everything works out just right for them at work. I, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Doc, I mean, stock market too. Do you have any, do you have any investments or any, any stock portfolio at all? Producer Dave? Um, when, when my business went down, I had to sell all my gold, all my Bitcoin things, <laughs> things. Uh, like yeah. I, like I, I, I lost most of my savings at one point. Yeah. Well, cause that's, that's the big, that's the, also the big joke, right? Like you talk about money for nothing, right? Uh, it's the real wealth is in all these, like is in speculative markets. Right. And you like, for example, I have stock that I inherited from a relative, right. And it gains like it, it, as long as the market's doing okay, it's I'm making like hundreds, thousands, sometimes of dollars a month, not doing anything, just owning the stock right and getting and getting the, the the benefits from that as it as it goes up so and i'm not doing anything for that i work shit tons harder for the whatever pittance i get you know for doing the work i do um so anyway uh, food for thought we'll see we'll see what goes down do you want to go down ballot yeah nice um all right well down ballot watch this week we've got a couple stories um this is where we take a look at what's going on a little closer to home here in the south bay and uh, this story is something that caught the good wife's eye um, earlier in the week, and it's one of those only happens in Los Gatos kind of things. 
Um, but basically, uh, some folks, uh, some teachers were allowed to, I don't want to say skip the line, but they were given, you know, vaccines by a local hospital. And uh, while that sounds like a great thing, I want to vaccinate teachers. There was a little issue with um, how ethical that was. Like the whole story is a little more complicated than it was just teachers. Correct. Community of Las Gatas. The school, well, a lot of backlash in the upscale community of Las Gatas. The school board is backing its superintendent following a move to vaccinate a group of school teachers. Some have accused those teachers of jumping the line to get their shots. Here's NBC Bay Area's Ian Cole. Tonight, Los Gatos Union Superintendent Paul Johnson defending his actions after backlash over teachers being vaccinated before the county gave the green light. Our district has never asked to receive vaccinations from anyone. Johnson says on the 20th, Good Samaritan Hospital reached out to him, saying they could vaccinate his teachers. They just had to sign up under the healthcare workers tab online because they were moving tears. At the time, the district assumed the best intentions of Good Sam helping staff to navigate the software interface with a changed tier. The hospital tells us they had leftover doses and contacted the district so they wouldn't be wasted. 65 teachers were vaccinated. The next day, the hospital admitted a mistake and canceled remaining appointments. But also in that email, the superintendent told staff, quote, they mentioned that our kindness last year was not forgotten and how much they appreciated it. He's referring to the district's $60,000 in fundraising to feed hospital staff. Johnson apologized for the characterization. This was done out of the sincerity of our hearts and not to I hate everyone in this story to get yeah he continues to investigate Pretty much. And should be winners and losers vaccine from the hospital until it submits a new rollout plan tonight the school board and most of the public comment were in support of the superintendent my conclusion is that Paul's actions were both ethical and legal one written comment read aloud by staff questioned the decision please do or say something to ethically justify your actions legalities aside this decision does not appear unethical does appear unethical so the vaccine <laughs> aren't wasted Oops. the county says those teachers will in fact get the second dose in the south bay ian cole nbc bay area news another failure of messaging <clears throat> real easy Good Sam says they put out a press release. They said, "Hey, we have the we had these extra doses. Um, we've invited members of the Los Gatos school district or whatever. If they are mm -hmm. uh, if they are over if they are over fifty, they get priority, and we're doing these vaccines. Boom, no story, done. That's it. Yeah, yeah. We didn't want them to go to waste, and uh, we vaccinated good people, teachers. We did we did a good thing, and the superintendent can say, you know, rightfully like, you know, hey, they they offered the vaccines. What are we going to say? No." Um, for my for my employees and my teachers and my ch and the children in our district, absolutely, I'll say yes. Um, but yeah, no, the story would have been a non-story if yeah, they would have just framed it absolutely. right. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. They could have um, even said, you know, we believed we had extra doses, and it turns out we didn't. But when we right. gave the extra doses away, we gave them to teachers over fifty from the local school. Right. Like, how mad now, are you going to be at me? Yeah. And now, of course, yeah. I mean, they're they're quote unquote stuck having to give the second dose. But I mean, can you imagine if they didn't get this? <laughs> the story if they didn't follow through. Oh shit! Now we can't do it. Um, no, they can yeah, call yeah, the federal government to provide more fucking vaccines. Then too, they could fucking that would they, be, they could do a little Trump bashing too. Be like, oh, now that we right. have a functioning federal government, maybe we can get them to help us out, get us more doses because we, you know, we didn't know what to do with. Like, there's these. This is the theme of this episode is that people who work for the government 
are just really shitty at messaging when they're not even actually fucking up. Exactly. Hey, PIOs, get your shit together. Um, yeah, even even with all the madness that's happening, you could. I don't know if you can spend ten point six billion dollars of EDD fraud, but uh, everything else I think on this uh, the show tonight could easily have been turned a different way. Even the bomb guy, I'm sure he could have figured out. Well, to be fair, his lawyer said he was just he's doing a pretty good job. He's just a Trump supporter who liked to collect (laughs) pipe bombs and firearms, dude. How could you? How could you think that this might be a terrorist? I don't know what the name of this episode is, but it's somewhere in there um, in that story. Anyway. well, cool. I, I, uh, why don't we? I think we had another story here for the down ballot watch. If we can stop laughing at ourselves for <laughs> oh, this is where like the, uh, this is the new the news is really weird on this one. I'm just gonna let this one roll. I Let's I listened it. to this story because I was like, this is weird, and then I listened to the news cover the story. I was like, oh, here you go. Francisco, a chaotic afternoon as police scuffle with protesters, but at a different protest. An entirely different scene. NBC Bay Area's Ginger Cunahero Saab was there for it all. She joins us live. Ginger. Getting tear gas. You know, Terry, we saw very different scenes in San Francisco today. We're here outside the Chinese consulate in San Francisco, as mentioned, where about 40 protesters clashed with police just several hours ago. Take a look at this. Why are the police even doing that? Right. They identified them as anti-racism, anti-fascism protesters. We're told the protesters. Oh, that's why the police did that. Okay, never mind. Proud boys, it was Antifa. Right group were planning to be at the consulate, but it doesn't appear any members actually showed. This group of counter-protesters then clashed with police. It all came hours after another unrelated protest. Oh, I remember this story. <laughs> That also took place in San Francisco in sharp <laughs> contrast to what happened here. Earlier in the day, about a thousand people marched throughout the streets of downtown for the 17th annual Walk for Life. The event was not given a permit by the city this year because of the pandemic, so it was overall a much smaller event. No stages, no amplified noises, but people did show up to march from Civic Center Plaza to the Embarcadero. One of them, Lila Rose, the founder of an anti-abortion organization who says the momentum of the anti-abortion community is not lost with the change of the administration. The strongest momentum of the movement is at the local and the state level. Um, Federal politics yo-yo, they go back and forth, but ultimately the strongest change is happening in local communities, like what you're seeing here today. Now, just a year ago, President Trump, then President Trump, joined the March for Life in D.C., making him the first sitting president to join the walk. Now, a different administration leads the country that has been vocal about its support for a woman's right to choose. The March for Life event in D.C. is scheduled to take place on Friday, January 29th, but organizers have already started discouraging people from attending because of heightened tension or heightened political tension in the country similar to what we saw here outside the consulate we're live in san francisco no no okay so like i gotta tell you that first story like the people the antifa that showed up thinking the proud boys were going to be there at the chinese consulate to be all the ccp once the fucking antifa showed up the cops should have got on the megaphone said no proud boys yeah they didn't come they didn't didn't come right instead they Clash. Like it almost seems like a setup. Like the Proud Boys said, "Oh, we're going to be there," and then they draw out, you know, Antifa and the 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 uh, counter protesters, and then they call the cops and say, "Hey, there's going to be a, you know, we're going to riot down at the at the Chinese consulate," and then they get down there and 
shit goes down, right? So it almost seems like the Proud Boys fucked the the protesters around a little bit. I just um, think the cops could have been like, there's no Proud Boys here. Right? Yeah, that would have been a very nice way to defuse the situation. Or maybe not come with, like, riot gear on. Um, that would be cool, too. Uh, did like the second part of the story. Like, March for Life. Doesn't that sound like an Alzheimer's fundraiser or something? Like, it does not sound like what it actually is. But I guess that's the point, right? I just... The second one, like, of course it was peaceful, I guess. Like, people were, yeah. people were like, laughing from their balconies and shit. Like, Yeah. Peace, I'd, love, life. I'd be willing to bet, like, 85 to 90 percent of the people whose mailing address and residences in san francisco either are for abortion or don't care about it <laughs> oh man people anyway, are like well, bust in from tracy or something oh absolutely i don't think you attract that kind of a crowd i did like you know no amplified noises and no permits but we're gonna have a cop escort you down the street in an suv right uh, like the cops could have said do you want to march somewhere there's no proud boys here and they could have said, well, what do you mean? They're like, oh, we could escort you if you need to march somewhere. And they'd be like, ah, cops would be like, oh, might as well go home then. Yeah. We're like, a, we're a little bored cop cops. You know, we're a little bored. We need something to do. We need some heads to crack. So could you guys like protest or something? Um, anyway, cops could have mingled among the Antifa going, oh man, there's no proud boys here. He's got a new baton too. Could have diffused the situation. Everybody would have gone home in 15 minutes. And the Antifa would have been like, those are weird cops. Absolutely. Oh man. <laughs> San, only in San Francisco. Well, um, we are getting towards the end of our, sh our show. We had a, we had went a, great a little time. long today, but I'm glad you stuck it out through me, like running my mouth. Oh, you, st I stuck it out through you running your mouth too. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's my, it's my own damn fault. And also there's just some great stories this week. So, um, we had a lot to cover. Let's, we can end though on a semi high note. We always like to try and end on a high note. So just wanted to drop a little story about, um, some good that's happening with rela related to the vaccines in East San Jose, um, where folks have been, uh, heavily impacted by the, the, the COVID, um, you can now just walk up and get your vaccine. So I'm just going to warn everybody, this is the uh, embedded player on Cron 4 News Bay Area. Uh, there are any number of things that might happen. As you can Hopefully see. Hopefully not commercial for Viagra. I, whatever. Here, we'll see what happens. All right. Oh, there it is. Population and people of color most impacted by COVID-19. Here in East San Jose, a new walk-up clinic has opened up every Thursday and Tuesday for people who are 65 and older and frontline workers. This is the second day of vaccination. Omar. Um, efforts being led by Gardner Health Services and so uh, with a partnership of the uh, uh, Santa Clara County Health and School of Arts and Culture. Um, it's great to see that folks, even though it's raining, uh, they're out here in line. Um, Gardner is you know, doing a great job of getting people uh, processed uh, so that they can get a wristband and then come back for their vaccination at 12 o'clock. The location itself uh, being the plaza being, you know, almost the heart of East San Jose. Um, people are familiar with this facility. Uh, people trust the, you know, uh, the facility here already because of the testing work that has been happening again under partnership with Gardner Health. Luckily, uh, things are happening in different days. So food distribution happening first and third Monday of the month. Uh, now vaccines happening every uh, Tuesday and Thursday, and then testing still continuing on every Wednesday. So, you know, kind of splitting up the days. And so I think it's, you know, it gives you some comfort that you can either maybe walk here and get vaccinated, get tested. Um, and so I think it's a, a trust. It's been critical that this facility is open to the community um, under a different circumstances, but still open to the community.
Omar makes a great point about trust there. Um, and he's a great guy. He's a, he, speaking of marketing, he's a marketing guy himself, so he knows how to sell stuff. But he makes a really great point. That it's all about trust. Um, and organizations like he was talking about that operate out of the Mexican Heritage Plaza, they have the trust of the community. And so people are showing up to get vaccinated, even if they might be a little skeptical otherwise. Um, so it's great to see. Uh, so I'd like to end on a, a high note. So it's good to see that there's some sort of good happening and people are stepping up to, um, to, um, to do it. And working together to do it too. So, thank you to everyone out there who's working on getting us uh, to a herd immunity. Yeah, you know this has been a this is, the show is one point five down ballots. This has been not not too bad, right? Yeah. We did spend a little bit of time off the top, kept getting caught up and chit chat. So, but um, yeah, great great docket. Thank you for all the stories. Um, and thank you as always for for hosting us on uh, yeah. on this beautiful network. We'll be keeping an eye on uh, uh, Napa and Pacifica, particularly in the coming weeks, which is a really strange thing for us to say around here. Well, yeah, I got to go to some hot yoga, and um, I got to check on my pipe bombs. So, hope 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 you have a good rest of your night, my friend. Look, local podcaster arrested. It turns out he was a pipe bomb and <laughs> yoga enthusiast. He lived in the Willow Glen area. Nonprofit leader and former council pr- uh, candidate um, found to be pipe bomb hobbyist. All right, man. Well, hey. Enjoy, enjoy the rest of your evening. Hope everyone in the chat had a great time. Um, and if you're listening on the podcast, watch us live on Twitch, but thank you for downloading the podcast. Yeah, actually, uh, I'm going to do what they call reading this out, right? If you're listening to the podcast version of this, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast, but also you can type Echoplex Media into your podcatcher. There's a bunch of other stuff on there, some that are currently in development, some that have long since gone, some that only have one episode, and that's my fault. You can, you can follow all of those. But, uh, also make sure you follow us on twitch twitch.tv slash echoplex media because we got shit going on seven days a week at least until the vaccine propagates and we can go out to dinner again then it won't be no seven days a week and some some somebody else is gonna have to cover uh fucking betty washam on a tuesday or something right um <laughs> and please subscribe mash that subscribe button give us give us some shill bucks also like uh, yeah if you could you, if you want to give us some money you can do that at patreon.com slash echoplex you can go to the support tab on our website echoplexmedia.com you can get some great t-shirts uh bits and uh, twitch subs are also great and uh i guess that's it that was the readout I, excellent i got i gotta think that i gotta think that there's a song you you want some walking off music councilman you need some walking off music yeah, I don't know. Um, I think we did some Joan of the Rivers recently, but maybe some, I don't know, Cetabria? I'm kind of feeling Cetabria tonight for some reason. I don't know why. Dude, I think we're going to do Break the Universe. Let's do it. The most popular song on Echoplex Media. Probably ever. Every, second most every, popular song. Second most popular to everything else by Rebels Camp. <laughs> I, th- I was thinking Don't Hate the Cops. True, true. Very much so. All, All right, right, man. Well, I'll, hey, have a great night. Yep, I'll be right back. Somebody in the chat thinks they know some shit. I'd like to talk to you. You can talk to me via voice. And uh, we're out of here. This is Break the Universe by Satabria. All the music we play is local. And uh, we'll be right back with the uh, Night Twitch.